Thanks for listening to Schlereth and Evans On Demand, presented by Bathfitter. Hey guys, if you drop the ball when it comes to your bath or shower remodel, Bathfitter doesn't just fit your bath, they fit your budget and schedule. Bathfitter will install a tub or shower in just one day. Bathfitter's price guarantee is a slam dunk. Bathfitter, it just fits. KKFN and KKFN HD1, Longmont, Denver. Denver Sports. Home of Denver Sports Station. 1043 The Fan. Welcome to Four Down Territory. As Stick and Mike take a look at the four biggest stories in Denver sports. Here's Slareth and Evans kicking it off with First Down. The Nuggets cruising into the All-Star break. Orlando Franklin in for Stink, who's uh, off today. Good morning, everybody. Nuggets with a 118-109 win over Dallas. Nuggets 41-18. and Best record in the West. Best home record in the NBA. Now they have the next week off. Michael Malone's message to the team when they come back. But my message to them is simple. Coming out of the break, 23 games to go. Enjoy some time away. Make sure you do something. Be safe. And uh, the 23 games after the break are not going to be easy. Uh, starting with a two-game road trip in Cleveland and Memphis. But it's been a hell of a season to this point. The, the biggest challenge is not being satisfied. Oh, you were uh, gone for a while. Traveling all over the uh, Southern Hemisphere. Mm. So you... This is your first chance to uh, react to what went down at the trade deadline. Nuggets making a couple of good, solid moves, but the dynamic moves made by Dallas, certainly Phoenix, adding Kevin Durant. So where do you put the Nuggets now in that Western Conference hierarchy? Still the team to beat, in your opinion, or did it just get a lot tougher? Yes, they're still at the top. They're still at the top because the moves for me were like, okay, you know what? Let's go get that that two center. Let's go get that guy that we could rely on because we're certainly not going to play uh, DeAndre Jordan a lot in the playoffs, if at all. Um, Zeke Naje, we don't know we, that we could trust Zeke Naje. Come, he's just such a young basketball player. So I still think that the Nuggets are at the top of the West, looking down at everybody else. Did uh, the Phoenix Suns get better? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, did Dallas? Get better? Absolutely. Bringing in Kyrie. But those guys have to learn each other. Yeah. And those are some big egos as yep. well. This yep. basketball team that we look at night in, night out in the Denver Nuggets, we understand this is the one of the most selfless basketball teams in the NBA. And that's how they've been playing the last couple years. I love what Mike Malone just said, though. The biggest challenge is not being satisfied because that's got to be the mindset. You haven't done anything yet. Let's go finish this thing. This team, yeah, this team, there's no way this team can feel satisfied. This team just constantly gets reminded uh, day after day about how they're disrespected and overlooked, whether it is, uh, you know, Nikola Jokic. I mean, you know, come on. I mean, the late, the, all ESPN is showing right now is is Laker highlights for a team that's not even in the uh, the play-in part of the tournament yet. <laughs> you, had, you had, you had uh, uh, Herm Edwards, who's now back doing commentating for ESPN and he was doing uh, one of their roundtable shows and he just went off like why do we keep showing Laker highlights why are we so fixated on the Lakers and uh, thank you Herm thank you yes but uh, and then you take the all-star game and we talked about this yesterday the all-star snubs whether it be uh, the game or all-star weekend there's constantly all kinds of fuel for this team to use to know that they're not satisfied and to be hungry, and they can play the we-don't-get-no-respect card, and they can really thrive on that. Second down. The Avalanche 
get themselves a really gutsy win yesterday. Hey, look, it was, it was ugly. They got outshot 43-19 to by Minnesota, but Georgiev was great. They hang in there, and on a, on a back-to-back that Jared Bednar had talked about the other night is not uh, being fair and not being right. Hey, the Avs could have easily let go of the rope. Instead, they 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 get a gritty victory, and Jared Bednar very happy with it. More important than the result, even for me today, was the way we played. I thought we played really hard on the defensive side of things. This engaged, physical, you know, it was a hard fought game. They're they're a really good team, you know, cycling the puck in the offensive zone. I thought our guys did a really nice job of taking care of the net front and staying physical in the corner from start to finish. I, you know. Me, me as a, a fan of this team and, and definitely a fan of this team, you, I need games like that, mm-hmm. you know, because the, the two games against Tampa kind of knocked me back a little bit. The loss to Pittsburgh in overtime kind of knocked me back a little bit. Uh, the win in, in Florida got me, got me excited again, but you know, it's, it's kind of an uneasy balance that we're kind of forming with the Avalanche right now where you, you want to give them and you're, you're prepared to give them the benefit of the doubt that, hey, when it matters most, they're going to be there, right? But along the way, you got to give me some glimpses that yes. that Stanley Cup heartbeat is still beating. You know what I mean? Beating, and yeah, and those okay. games and games like last night where, you know, it, it would have been easy just to say, you know, yeah. long season, back to back. Minnesota's all revved up and ready to go for us. Instead... They find a way to gut out two win, two yeah. points. So, Mike, the reason why I love the NBA and the NHL so much is because they play 82 d- games. And when you play such a long season, it's different than the NFL. And the NFL, it's the same game each and every week. You right. understand your identity of your football team. You try to build that identity in the first four weeks, and now you know what to expect moving forward. With hockey and basketball, it changes. It changes as far as what type of games you're going to win, but also your identity shifts in the course of a season. We've seen the, the identity where we're going to play tough, grueling defense. And, hey, you know what? We're going to, you know, sink and we're going to make sure we, we our angles are great and we're going to cut off shots. But right now, I think the identity of the Avs need to be, hey, Georgiev, Frankie, let's step it up. Yeah. Let, let's 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 take care of business. Steal some wins for and, us. And we saw Georgiev last night. Steal yep. one for the Avs. Yep. Right, so that's what we got to be looking forward to, and, and hopefully the health continues to get better as well for the third down. Sorry about that. A uh, little quick there on the uh, the third down uh, whistle. The uh, Broncos coaching staff update: the defensive coordinator positions gained very interesting. So Rex Ryan, who uh, was interviewed but was kind of considered a long shot candidate, according to Ian Rappaport, has emerged as a leading candidate. Adding a little bit more spice, it's spicy to the mix, is that the Broncos have requested permission to interview Arizona defense coordinator Vance Joseph. Oh, man. So, Vance Joseph or Rex Ryan, if you had to have your choice? Um, I, I, for me, it's got to be Rex Ryan. I, I think that Sean Payton would just, uh, I would assume that Sean Payton would just automatically have a better rapport with Rex Ryan. Both of these guys been in media for the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Both of these guys haven't been doing those dog hours, right? Last year when I was doing that internship in San Francisco, I'm talking Monday, Mike, yeah. 18 hour day. Yeah. You know, Tuesday, 18 hour day. Wednesday, 18 hours. Thursday, 18 hours, right? Friday, you get a, you get a nice little weekend from 1 p.m. to 7 a.m. on Saturday morning. You get a little 
little 18-hour weekend, you know, in the National Football League. But Sean Payton and Rex Ryan, both of these guys have been on the media aspect. Maybe they've even crossed paths. Maybe they've been even in the same studio a time or two where they've been able to kind of talk ball. Because when you love the game of football, you know it, Mike. You go home and you talk about it with your friends. Man, right. do you believe what the Broncos right. just did? So how do we know these conversations haven't happened in the past and where now they get to really start talking about a guy like Rex Ryan's philosophy as a defensive mind, as a defensive coach, where now Sean Payton's like, oh, man, I just got an opportunity. I need to bring in Rex Ryan and see what he would do with this Broncos defense. tubby kid. One, two, three. Fourth down. Bud Black gets a one-year contract extension as manager of the Rockies. W. Tonight didn't happen. But here's... I like Bud Black. Okay? And I don't think Bud Black's a bad manager. And if you give Bud Black a, a really good baseball team, I think he could manage it very well. W. But here's the problem. Is that Bud Black is so easy to just kind of keep trotting out there because he's going to put a happy face on what's going on. He's relatable. The fans like him. The media likes him. And I don't blame the Rockies' woes on Bud Black, but it, it speaks to just how Dick Monfort runs this thing. He he doesn't want to make any Big changes. He's afraid of change. He's paralyzed to make big changes. He'd rather rely on models that are comfortable to him. That's why they've had the same front office model basically for the entire existence. And and even though I don't blame a Bud Black, why not bring in somebody new? Why not bring in a different manager, a different temperament, a different voice, just to see what could happen? Change for change's sake. Yeah. But Dick Monfort just doesn't want to do it, and Bud Black remains the the comfortable face of the Rockies. But also, Bud Black, it doesn't give Dick Monfort a lot of pushback. I, right? Exactly. We've seen exactly. a guy like Nolan Arenado Great employee. and said, hey, you know what? I want, I'll sign this contract, but let, let's go get some more players. Let's like push all of our chips in the middle of the table. Let's go try to win this whole thing. Never happened. So Nolan Arenado, he's gone, and we're paying him to be gone. Right with Bud Black, he's showed Dick Monfort. Hey, you know what? Yeah, you could yank my chain. You can yank my chain. Yep. You could, you could, you know, signal that we're going to go for it. And then the next year, we're not going for it, and, and we're not in tank mode. But and I'll just keep my mouth shut, and I'll keep on trotting out yep. there and doing exactly what you need me to do. So that's why he gets the extension. But yep. also, that's why Dick Monfort won't bring in another person because when you bring in another person, you bring in that attitude. You bring in that that um, hey, that stubbornness. Hey, what are we going to do? Let's right. get better. Let's right. go. Win. Right. That, that Somebody might aspect. shake things up. Exactly. And make people uncomfortable. Exactly. And one thing Dick Monfort does not want over there where the ballpark is the star, he does not want to feel uncomfortable. That'll do it for Four Town Territory. Speaking of uh, somebody who uh, has a, a very good pulse on Bud Black and uh, the Rockies and all things Broncos as well, Troy Rank joins us coming up next. When the day is done, the game is over, and you need a break from all the stress, relax in your tub or shower from Bath Fitter. Bath Fitter will fit your budget with a price match guarantee. No money down, no payments for up to five years. Get the ball rolling. Visit bathfitter.com today. Denver Sports Station 1043 The Fan presents Schlereth and Evans.
Kickoff today. Orlando Franklin's back with us. He is uh, sitting in as we welcome in Troy Rank of Denver 7, presented by ROX Rocks Heating and Air. Troy, good morning. And uh, what can you tell us about the, I, I guess, first of all, the 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 ascension of Rex Ryan as a leading candidate? It didn't feel like that early on. What has changed based on the people you're talking to? Yeah, I mean, I wrote yesterday about that, that talking to multiple people in the industry, they were identifying him as, hey, keep an eye on him. He looks like he could be the guy. Now, he's not there yet, but clearly he's emerging as the, if not top candidate, a very strong candidate. It's an interesting thing with Ryan because he has been a great defensive coordinator in 12 years in coaching as a D coordinator and head coach's defenses were top 10 and fewest yards allowed, what, nine times? Creative defense, aggressive, but he hasn't coached in the NFL since 2016. He's been on TV since then. So it's a weird transition to have that kind of gap in your career. He must really want to get back into the game. Uh, and I don't know if it's because he wants to be a head coach again or he just misses coaching. His kids are out of college now. His one son played at Clemson. Maybe that's part of it too. Uh, so there's just more time to devote to, to it. But yeah, he's a real candidate. Uh, there's no doubt they've interviewed multiple people. Sean Desai, our friend Mike Clist reported they have an interest in interviewing Vance Joseph. Uh, I think they're ultimately going to interview like five people for the job. But, yeah, keep an eye on Rex Ryan for sure. Um, Troy, are we worried at all about this Broncos coaching staff, how it hasn't uh, kind of been formed yet? We, we see what Frank Wright has done out there in Carolina, and it's just like boom, 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 right? And, and he's been hiring guys away. Last week, we saw Sean Payton doing a lot of the media stuff leading up to Super Bowl. Or, or should we be worried at all, you know, where the Broncos coaching staff stands right now today at uh, February 16th? No, not yet. I mean, you would like it to be in the place before you go to the Combine, certainly, uh, which is at the end of this month. Oh, I know he had interviewed multiple special teams coordinators even on Saturday while I was at the Super Bowl. He was interviewing guys. Even Ryan interviewed during uh, last week uh, via Zoom. He was working during that time. I mean, it felt like he was in the media a lot, which, you know, because he made a lot of appearances on Radio Row and other programs, but... I know he was interviewing uh, different people throughout the week. Uh, so are, am I worried? No, he has said he wants to be deliberate in this approach, that in his first Saints hiring, it was like anyone that would take the job, here, take it. Uh, there's different protocols now and how you have to interview, especially for the coordinator's jobs. Uh, so that's part of it, that it, it takes longer now, which is a good thing, that you get more candidates involved and a more diverse group involved and get more people a look. I'm not worried right now. The staff's going to have more experience than last year. And he, you know, Sean Payton's not for everybody. That's part of it. He's very demanding in how he coaches. It's, there's no, there's no uh, coincidence that he's getting guys that work with him in New Orleans that are familiar with how he coaches. So that's part of it as well, uh, that it's guys that have to want to work with him. And he's being more deliberate in his approach, admittedly, than he was when he first took over the Saints. Is that a bad thing? Because you just brought up something that I don't think a lot of people know, Troy. Like, Sean Payton's a notorious guy in the National Football League for, like, 2 a.m. That's, that's when you're leaving the facility for his coaching staff. Like, he's calling, like, meetings at, like, midnight. Like, full-blown, hey, you know, I want the whole coaching staff in there. Um, we heard... Justin Alton this past year, talk about coaches grinding, living at the facility. Do you think that that would be a, a, a bad thing for this coaching staff, for, for Broncos country? Well, it's not. I mean, I watched Mike Shanahan do it. I've seen it done both ways where some coaches just grind to the point where you're like, man, I don't know how you 
you function on no sleep and 20 hour days. But with Peyton, you know what you're walking into eyes wide open. It was weird last year because Hackett, Coach Hackett preached something else, family friendly, friendly. This is going to be a, a different environment. You know, basically where it's going to be, uh, quant- uh, quality over quantity. And then they got off to a bad start and you're sleeping at the facility. That can be jarring because your coaching staff can be like, this really isn't what I signed up for. With Peyton, you go in knowing exactly what you signed up for. I don't always agree with that. I think if, with modern technology, it's not necessary to work 16, 18-hour days. It, it gets to a point where you're not efficient after so many hours. I mean, every study will show you that. There's only so much film you can break down. It's only, and if you're available too much to the coach, it, sometimes it can lead to lack of production. But – if that's the philosophy going in, at least you know what you signed up for. Last year it was jarring because that's not what those coaches necessarily signed up for. Troy Rank join us. And, Troy, I freely admit I'm a hopeless baseball romantic, and when spring training starts I always get excited and I always have high hopes. Uh, always interested to get your thoughts, having covered the Rockies for over a decade and a half. Why does Bud Black have so much job security? Well, it's just how the Rockies operate. You know, they, they value loyalty over everything. Uh, they do not like bringing people in from the outside. That's been proven over the history of the franchise. And he's a guy that can work well with whether it was Jeff Breidich, whether it's now Bill Schmidt, and certainly has a good relationship with the owner. They value that over almost everything. And, you know, and, and Bud really gave this team a charge when he first arrived in 17-18, and the roster was certainly better than it is now. They've had four straight losing seasons, and in most circumstances, especially after last year, when they didn't play well, I mean, they, they underachieved, even though they weren't a contender. They did not play well last year. Uh, they just, they're reluctant to change, Mike. It's that simple. And Bud is great with the media. He's a great face of the organization. He's a great guy to have the voice of the organization on a daily basis. Anyone around is around Bud Black likes him. They just do things differently here. <laughs> I, I don't know how else to explain it. They evaluate people differently than wins and losses, and that is so different than 99% of pro, pro sports franchises. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Hey, I'm glad you said that. 99, I'd even go 99.9%. They are unique. That is for sure. All right, Troy, good stuff as always. Thank you. Thanks, Troy. See ya. Troy right. Rank of Denver 7, presented by ROX Rocks Heating and Air. Coming up. In what's trending, one of the great college sports traditions could be becoming a crime. Yes, a crime. That's next. Here's Schlereth and Evans with what's trending right now. With Orlando Franklin sitting in for Stink, who is uh, off today. All right. Use it as fuel, people. Use it as fuel, Broncos country. I know you don't like to hear this stuff, but use it as motivation. The Chiefs Super Bowl Parade and Travis Kelsey doing Travis Kelsey stuff. Let me take you back to 2022 in the month of maybe April. Guys were getting signed left and right. The haters were saying that the Chiefs would never make the playoffs. The haters were saying the Chiefs were done. If you knew the Chiefs were going to win the division, let me hear you say, hell yeah. All right now. Oh, my God. Jabroni. I really want to vomit. Mm. But. 
I, I said this after the Super Bowl. You're 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 always going to have motivation if you're over there at at UC Health Training Center, yes. right? You've lost 15 straight times to these guys. Yes. I still think though that that urgency gets ratcheted up even higher when the defending Super Bowl champs are in your division. You you got a little extra. You right. have a little extra, right? And I mean, and I'll take whatever it. extra I can get right now. Yeah, we see it with all all sports, right? Whenever somebody is at the top and 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 they've won the championship, now they got a big target on their back. Unfortunately, the Chiefs have had their target on the back from the Broncos, and the Broncos have not been able to be successful. They have not been able to go out there and get take care of business. But, yes, you know, with Sean Payton, with Russell Wilson losing to the Chiefs twice last year, with, you know, the just Broncos country, like we're, we're all at the edge of our seats waiting for the time that the Broncos beat the Chiefs at least once. Mike, it, it, it frustrates me so much when I see the Chiefs this past week i'm out there in cuba watching this game and i'm looking and around with in military and they're like who are you going for i'm like i, I can't go for the chiefs i, I can never go for afc west team All right so here in bronco country we understand what it is to not like this team and certainly when they win a super bowl it makes you even more frustrated hopefully everybody out there at uc health training center feels the exact same way and they turn this thing around i know you guys you look for motivation wherever you can find it. And, and a lot of times you manufacture it. But man, this is just... Manufactures this is just... Bull- this is eye-rolling stuff here right now. Just the, the idea that the Chiefs were disrespected. Hey, the Denver Nuggets are disrespected. That's a team that can honestly say we get no respect. Yes. But, you know, come on. Who is, who is discounting the Chiefs? Who is predicting that the Chiefs wouldn't... Uh, be in the playoffs. Now, there was thought, there was thought, I will, there was thought that they might be pushed this year in the division. Yes. And that did not happen. But nobody ever thought that they were like suddenly going to be a eight-win football team. Like you just said, sometimes that, you know, that storyline is manufactured. Maybe that might have been what Andy Reid bulletin board material oh, yeah, hey, for that football use team. Use whatever you can, right? right? But whatever they did, it worked. Yeah, that, and, that's... And they're at the top. They won the whole true. thing. That's true. Hey, for anybody who is uh, worried about the idea of Rex Ryan in the uh, Broncos defensive coordinator position and that he hasn't coached in several years, at least he's coached. Dan Orlovsky apparently was approached for a couple of... Uh, job openings what? to join the staffs of either the uh, Colts or the um, uh, Panthers that both teams had expressed interest in him joining their staffs, offensive staffs, in prominent role, like yeah. quarterback coach or something like that. So Dan Orlowski, man, Guess this what? is a guy. Where where did this guy come from? Guess what? It's a copycat league in the National Football League. We continue to see it. Years and years, and, and every year, it's never going to change. We watched what Brian Greasy did this past year yeah, out there in San Francisco. Yeah. We watched Brock Purdy. What Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant, went out there and did after he was the team's third-string quarterback. And now teams are looking at and saying, hey, you know what? He just did it. Maybe we could go get a guy that is very knowledgeable about the game and he could get in the quarterback's ear and now help our quarterback, you know, and micro and, and manage the heck out of our quarterback to get him to do the things to perform well out there on the football field. But boy, field. it's got to really chap the career coaches out there who have... Career coaches are threatened by everything. 
former players. But you can understand it because they've they've put the time in, they've made the journey, they've climbed the different rungs, and then all of a sudden, yeah, here but, comes Brian Greasy and Dan Orlowski out of the TV booth. But at the same time, Jabroni. I truly believe that coaching is it's really not that complex. I watched Cincinnati go out there, and I thought Cincinnati had a horrible game plan against the Chiefs. I watched the Eagles go out there, a team that could easily implement a great game plan. I thought they had a horrible game plan against the Chiefs as well. Patrick Mahomes had a high ankle sprain. It was on his right ankle. For me, Mike, I'm forcing Patrick Mahomes left. I'm blitzing every single time from the right side of that offensive line and making Patrick Mahomes run to his left and then have to flip his feet to throw the ball down the field in order to be accurate. The two times that I saw that happen, or two times I saw him get up limping. It happened once in the Super Bowl where he ran to the left, threw the, had to flip his hips, threw the ball, came up limping. Happened in the AFC Championship game as well against Cincinnati where he did the exact same thing, came up limping, right? So a lot of times some of these career head coaches, they just overthink things. Career coaches, period. They think they're, they're a guru and they want to do things their way. Where sometimes football is just about the X's and O's. Michael Jordan, who has long been a supporter of the Make-A-Wish Foundation, in honor of his own 60th birthday, decided to uh, sort of give himself a gift. He gave a $10 million, largest ever, donation to the Make-A-Wish Foundation. Wanted to celebrate his birthday? 60? Big big number? Decided to uh, pay it forward with a huge donation. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, now that's the goat. That's yeah. that's my yeah. greatest basketball player of all time. <laughs> Sorry, LeBron fans. I mean, great, great. That's great, my goat. Great for Michael Jordan. I mean, way to way to bless as many people as possible. And yeah, he continues to do amazing things. Uh, yeah, I'm turning sixty. Here's ten million dollars. Yeah, that that's unbelievable. He's my goat too. Even though I'm a millennial, I like Michael Michael Jordan. I think. What he had to go through compared to what NBA players go through now, it's completely different. I think the NBA was tougher, more physical. What you had to do night in, night out. There was no load management and all these different things. And let's build a super team and all these. No, I, I love what Michael Jordan did because he got the best out of his players. By the way, we got the uh, the movie coming out, Air, based on the true story of how his uh, sneaker became you know the signature shoe of Nike that that be, you know made Nike into uh, into Nike and Matt Damon Ben Affleck in it so that that's going to be uh, well must see for me one more for you a pair of Florida state lawmakers have introduced bills that would make storming the field after football or storming the court after basketball events a crime. What? Mm. A misdemeanor that could end up in jail time. Yeah. What? That's soft. Now, listen, I agree that rushing the field has gotten a little bit watered down. When you see some of the field rushing that happens after wins that you're like, really? Yeah. That's worth rushing the field? So, I, I, I that part of it I don't get. But absolutely, there is still something to the idea that after a monster win... Man, get out there and celebrate. Rush the field. Rush the court. Who cares? Now you want to make it a crime? Guess what? This is just talking out of the side of your mouth, in my opinion, Mike, because if a 100 people rush the field, how many people are going to get that misdemeanor? How many people are you going to catch? And it's not a hundred people that rush the field after games. It's thousands of people. So this is just, hey, 
we're going to make this statement and hopefully, you know, we could uh, make people think about it. But when people want to do things, they're going to do and it. What's the big deal? It's, it's bad enough because this is it's not like this is uh, out of nowhere because you're already seeing uh, schools get fined. Yeah. Uh, like upwards of a hundred, two hundred, two hundred fifty thousand dollars if uh, the field gets rushed. Now you want to make it a, a a crime that's punishable up to a year in prison and paying a, a substantial fine? Come on now, soft. Come on, what's the matter? So if, soft. If, what you're telling me is if you rush the field, just make sure you're in shape so you'll be able to outrun. Exactly, and, and you're not the one that gets caught. Exactly, right? <laughs> that is uh, what is uh, trending. Up next, we'll uh, jump into. The uh, latest with the uh, Avs and the Nuggets. The Nuggets at the All-Star break. The Avs with a a gritty, gutty, ugly uh, win last night. I'm going to pose a question to Orlando. I'm going to pose it all to you on the text line. If you had to bet your hard-earned money right now, which one of these teams is going to have a parade in June? That's next. Oh, Orlando's head just snapped up. Loosen up those joints and muscles. It's time for your 745 stretch. Here's Schlereth and Evans with the biggest story in Denver sports. Good night last night as we saw both the uh, Avalanche and Nuggets win. Orlando Franklin in for Stink, who's off today. And we've got the Nuggets steamrolling to the number one seed in the West. That's going to happen. That's a... Don't do the jinxy cat because that's that's going to happen. Mm. They're going to finish with the number one seed in the West. Now it's just a question of did they finish with the number one overall seed and have home court throughout the entire playoffs right through the NBA Finals. So they're in a great spot right now. The Avalanche, they're grinding along right now. They're they're giving us occasional glimpses of that that Stanley Cup heartbeat that we we hope still beats within their chest. But if I had to ask you this question right now, you had to bet your hard-earned money on either the Nuggets or Avalanche to be holding a parade in June, who would you choose? Right now, today, February 16th, yep. got to go Nuggets. Would you? I got to go Nuggets. Um, it's been too rocky for me. It's really been too rocky. And Kadri, man, you know, I'm, I'm going to continue to speak about Kadri probably until he retires. What did he sign? A seven-year deal out there with uh, Calgary. So I think I'm going to continue to talk about him until that happens. But I do believe that the Nuggets did enough. They are the deepest team in the NBA right now. I don't think it, it's a matter about, you know, I, I feel very confident in Nicole Jokic, very confident in Aaron Gordon, very confident in Michael Porter Jr. understanding his role and have liked how he's transitioned to play a little bit more defense, hustle a little bit more when he does not have the basketball in his hands. I think it's all about what Jamal Murray does in the postseason for the Nuggets to win a championship. And when he's been resting over 500 days without playing basketball, without playing competitive, and how he's been managed this year, Nuggets get a big win last night against the Mavs. Michael, Jamal Murray not playing. I do believe that Coach Malone has handled this the right way. Let me ask well. you, though, about this, because, and, and even Malone, he didn't sidestep this yesterday when asked about Jamal Murray, and it's the other knee. He said, look, anytime you miss, anybody misses five or six games, it's a concern. Yeah, it's compensation. You so, start to overcompensate. Well, that's what I was going to ask. As somebody who <laughs> knows injuries and has had your fair share of them, 
how concerned should we be about what's going on with with Murray right now, with it being the other knee? Yeah, um, that was always expected, in my opinion. When you're you're sitting there and you're rehabbing, and how long he spent out of the game of basketball and baby in that knee, that other knee is going to get overworked. So I would be shocked if there wasn't soreness. I would be shocked if that did not hurt throughout the course of the season. I would be absolutely blown away. So not concerned at all because typically that's what happens. That's why you always see guys come back from, okay, I just had a knee surgery, but then something happens to their lower body or their upper or, or the lower part of their leg or the upper part of their leg where now they're having like ankle issues or they're having calf issues. But originally they just tore their ACL a year ago. Right. And you're like, what the heck's going on? Or, you know, they start having hamstring issues on that leg or quad issues. That's a, a strengthening issue and, and not taking care of business the right way. But there is always soreness that happens on the opposite leg because you tend to overcompensate. So concern, not at all, because I think that, you know, the Nuggets do a great job with communicating with their players. And just what we saw out of Jamal Murray with their doctor saying, hey, you know what, he's kind of ready to go. And Jamal Murray kind of taking precautions with himself, not concerned at all because come playoff time, now it's time to go win a world championship. And you got to be able to go out there and, and do whatever it takes to make just, sure that happens. The thing that, that's kind of a, a bummer about all of this is he had just got to that point just prior to having to shut it down again where you were like, wow, he's back. Mm-hmm. He's all the way back, right? Yeah. He's dropping 40 and you're like, wow. But then he gets this... You get sidetracked again, and you're wondering, okay, how how far does this push him back, and how long will it take him to ramp back up to that level he was at just before he had to shut it down? Not long at not all. Not long, okay. Not, not long at all, because, you know, this, is, talk, this is dealing with now uh, a week or two. This is dealing with a few weeks. Right. You know, before it was dealing with uh, a year and a half. And finding yourself again and, and understanding how it feels to play basketball yeah. night in, night out Just while traveling level. as well. Yeah. Yeah. The confidence is not going to waver by being out for a week or two or two, you know, even two weeks at that point. So you'd bet on the Nuggets. See, I still, with all their struggles, I would still bet on the Avs mm. because the Stanley Cup, like, cup, for, a cup for, for a couple reasons. Okay. Let, let me give you a couple reasons why. One, they know what it takes. I don't know what Landy's going to be. I thought Landy would be I, back by now. I, I agree. I agree. But there's, there, it's not like the cupboard's bare. There's still a lot left over, even without Landeskog. And, and, and they have the advantage of a couple things, I think, over the Nuggets. One, they know how to win. Yes. Sarah, you know how to win. And what we're seeing right now, this long, this regular season grind, it's a grind because these guys know What's waiting? They yeah. know how long the journey is going to be to win another Stanley Cup. And I, I just think mentally, physically, you kiss. You just can't help but sort of pace yourself mentally yeah. and physically. So I trust them to be there when it matters. Secondly, the Avs road through the Western Conference is going to be a heck of a lot easier than the Nuggets road. Yes. That's a big, big difference. The Avs last year... Only got tested by one team, yeah. St. Louis. St. Louis is already trading people off. I have not yet seen Terrific. any team yeah. in the West that I look at and say, ooh, yeah. that team could beat the Avalanche four times in a playoff series. I don't see one. Here's my I don't see one, whereas I do see some teams, specifically two, Phoenix and Golden State, yeah. in the West for the Nuggets. So here's my little bit of pushback. Continuity. I don't think the Avs have it. 
I don't think the Avs understand who they can rely on. I, I don't think that the chemistry is there like it was last year. Um, can they gain it after the All-Star break? Yeah, they can. But it's going to take a, a effort of guys being in that lineup night in, night out. And how injuries have riddled this team this year. Even last year, there were injuries, right? After the All-Star break and gave it when it had surgery and things like that. I, I just don't know that you could rely on that. I haven't seen enough out of the players that we said, hey, you know what? He's going to be good for this team. I haven't seen those guys show up on a consistent enough basis for me. So th- that's where I struggle. Now, they get in... I, the Avs get in, anything could happen. Mm-hmm. And if they get in and they are even 80% healthy, their style of hockey, I'm going to take that any day of the week over anybody else because it's a winning brand. They've proved that they could win all gas, no breaks. We're going to be athletic. We're going to win. Fa- That's another thing that bothers me with the Avs, their inability to win faceoffs compared to last year. Because this team relies solely on being able to win faceoffs and just, boom, we're past the blue line and now we're getting a shot on net. Right. And, and before the goaltender even knows it, it's just like, what, what the heck just happened? They just put a shot on net. I wasn't able to clear, uh, save it clear. Now they get a second opportunity. They're putting it in through the back of the net. And I haven't seen enough of that this year. So that's where I'm hesitant. But yes, they get in. Anything happens. And by the way, I could easily see both these teams in the NBA and Stanley Cup finals and maybe having two parades around here. How cool would that be? But I'm, I'm not talking about the odds of both. I'm asking you, and I'm asking the textures, if you had to bet on one of them, who would it be? Now, the early returns on the text line, 303-713-1043, on text line, is the apps. Mm-hmm. Overwhelmingly. People still, at least what I'm hearing right now on the text line, is they, they, they'd still bet on the apps. I love that whenever you make a point that you think is right and you see... Look at it. You know, you're like, oh, look yeah, look, look what the text line's doing. Take a look at look it. Look at it. The text line, like, 99.9% always disagrees with you. But, you know, I love how you drew to the text line this time. You're absolutely right. For, but, you know, I, I drew it up. I've been here for the like, abs all day. It's simple. The, the last abs, hour and 54 minutes, and you never said nothing about the text line until it's now. simple. The abs <laughs> have won three <laughs> and are defending champs versus a Nuggets team and organization hey. that has never played in a championship game. Hey, I, I hope that I hope that they did enough. I hope that we could get the production, and I hope that the consistency finds this hockey team. That's all I'm hoping. Abs are like the Warriors. They turn it on when they need to. Yes. Yes, right? Golden State last year showed us the model, right? What did they play? Nine games all year together, and they were able to go win an NBA championship? Hopefully. As they're playing good hockey with half the team out. When they get healthy, they're back. Now, don't get it twisted. I'm not rooting against neither one of these teams. Oh, I know. Although, this is no, no, no. I have questions for this Avalanche team all year that still have not been answered. That's all I'm saying. Somebody texted, somebody just texted in nuggets. That's what I'm talking about. Nine seven. I need a little bit more than that. <laughs> Nine three two six. Come on now. <laughs> just, oh, I, a bunch of them. Here they go. Right. Here they go. A couple right. coming in. All right, what? That's what I'm talking Absolutely about. Absolutely nuggets. There we go. Again, no reason. What? Come on now. Yeah. Um, no, but the abs. Are, listen, both teams are very good teams. For me, I, I think the abs need a boost. I watched last night where Georgiev was unbelievable, and I think it's going to take a couple more games like that where the goaltending is just absolutely sensational because this team, you have no idea what you're going to get, and that worries me a little bit. And we still have question marks at that two-line center. Still. Yeah, and that's 
Yes, that's that's a fair point, and and that is is something that is. And remember, I when I talk about the Western Conference, I really have very little concern about the Avs getting back to the Stanley Cup Finals. Winning it is another thing, because the East is loaded. To Boston, okay, uh, Boston, Tampa. I, hey, Tampa showed me enough over these last this last week. I don't know how they do it, man. They just keep. They're just a machine year in, year out. So I wouldn't I wouldn't discount them. I would discount your Maple Leafs. Really? Huh? Oh, yeah. They're, they're just. Yeah, I don't They're, they're playoff I, pinatas. No. Relax. Yes, sorry. Relax. They, I, I think that they can make it. I think they can playoff make it to, to the Eastern. Pinatas. Yeah, I think they can make it to the championship. Game. They're going to lose in the first round to Tampa. No. Yes. No, no, yes. No. It's our year. Care to wager? Yeah, oh. whatever you want to do. All dude. right, all right. Come on, man. We'll do that. I'll take Tampa. I got Toronto Tampa. You get Toronto. On my all on, right. Man. Oh man, all I get, day, every day. I get Tampa. I get to ride Tampa. All right. Yeah. I like that. that. That's that's the Mike Evans way. What? Give me the team that's that's been the dynasty the last couple years, and that's who I want to bet on. That's the Mike Evans <laughs> way. <laughs> yes, yes. I'm all about the uh, the overdog, <laughs> the guy that always is suggesting you draft a quarterback in rounds two, three, or four. Yes, I am uh, well, we all just, about the overdog. Let's watch the second round quarterback in the Super Bowl. I know he did. Yeah. He looked great. Did look. Great. He looked great. He played a better game than I thought that he would ever play. Huge. We got we got a minute here before we get to the DenverSports.com front page. Where did you come down? Where do you come down on the holding call? Haven't had a chance to get your thoughts on that. <laughs> yeah. Um, is it holding by the letter of the law? Absolutely, it's holding. Um, I, I think that in a game that's that big, that's been such a great game, I don't, I, I don't think that you can make that call in that situation. I, I think that the Super Bowl was a heck of a, a of a football game. I thought the refs did a very good job all the way up until that point. Uh, it's unfortunate, but at the same point. It is what it is because it definitely, when you slow it down, when you look at the replay, there's something there. There is restriction there. And, and for me, I don't know why that cornerback is being that aggressive in that situation. You know, you have him going to, you have, you know, Juju going to the inside. Let him go to your linebackers. It's a wide receiver. Let him go on there. If he catches the ball in traffic, he's going to get his head taken off. Is He has to still hold the ball and complete it through the ground. So I, I, I just thought that in that situation, Philly could have been a little less aggressive. But, yes, it was a holding call. And, unfortunately, that's what the game was decided by. But it was a heck of a football game by both teams. It was a heck of a football game. But, man, as soon as that call was made, all of that that sense of a really climactic finish just i mean all the air came out of the balloon because you you just knew that, you knew at that point they're just going to run the clock down yeah. kick the field goal ball game over instead kick the field goal go up 38-35 there's still a minute 40 left on the clock philly still has one timeout now now we got a fantastic finish but would have uh, been Jalen Hurd's time right there. It would have been fun. Yeah, yeah. And five wide who quarterback knows? draws. Right. He's running. He's yeah. running. It would have been. Dealing. It, it would have come very down. Interesting. It would have come down to either a last second score to win it, or a fourth down play, or a big interception, or something like that. Yeah. It would have been uh, fun to watch, and we were robbed of that.
When your team is in hot water and you need a break from the play-by-play, Bath Fitter can install your tub or shower in just one day. And just like a coach, Bath Fitter is in your corner offering a watertight, seamless wall. A design consultant will take accurate measurements of your tub or shower and recommend the products that fit your budget. Bath Fitter has special financing available with no money down and no interest for up to five years. Now that's a game changer. Visit bathfitter.com to book your in-home consultation. Bath Fitter, it just fits. 